Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. In the Gospel for today, we probably have one of the most famous stories that people love, whether it's adults or kids. People all love the story of Zacchaeus. So do artists. Artists have painted murals and woven tapestries and sculpted this famous story about Zacchaeus meeting Jesus. More to it, in this story, we see how much of a literary genius Luke is as well as a spiritual master. This story contains many good lessons for us about the spiritual life. Therefore, I think it's important for us to go through it step by step at the spiritual level, but also be charmed with this story at a literary level. And so how does it begin? It says, At that time, Jesus came to Jericho and intended to pass through the town. Jesus is passing through the town, which means He is attempting to offer relationship, faith, to people. This is exactly what Jesus does throughout his entire ministry. He's always inviting people into right relationship with God, into faith. He never presses faith upon people. He never forces faith upon people at all. No, it's always an open invitation. They can either accept it or reject it. Well, for us too. Jesus is constantly passing through our lives. What we have to do is recognize those moments. They come in different ways. Through prayer, just at the Mass itself. Every time we gather for Mass, Jesus is present in our midst, in the Eucharist. Where else is he present? In events? In people? Especially holy people that we meet? Jesus is constantly passing through our life. What must we do? seize the opportunity to draw from it, to draw closer and stronger in our faith. And see, Zacchaeus is going to do just that. The story continues. It says, A man there named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector and also a wealthy man, was seeking to see who Jesus was. But he could not see him because of the crowd, but he was short in stature. Now, last week we learned all about tax collectors They were particularly vile people. They were collaborators and traitors. They worked with the Roman oppressors. Well, Zacchaeus is no ordinary tax collector. He's the chief tax collector. He's in charge of them all. He's the top dog. Therefore, he has become wealthy by cheating the Israelite people for many, many years. He's had his hand in their pockets. He's enriched himself at the expense of the Israelite people. Therefore, Luke, from the very beginning of the story, it seems to paint Zacchaeus as this unpleasant person. And yet, this is a person that Jesus loves. How often Jesus seeks out sinners to bring them to salvation. That's why at the very beginning of Jesus' ministry, he tells the Pharisees, I've not come for the righteous, but for the sinners. I've not come for the healthy, but for the sick. 
Notice also, too, it says Zacchaeus was seeking to see who Jesus was. That's good. That's a great, powerful statement. Why? Because we are wired for God. Each and every one of us has an infinite longing for the divine in our life. How so? Well, go back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. God said, let us make man in our own image and likeness. Therefore, we have a great infinity and a great desire for God in our life. Whether we are saints or sinners, we have that deep desire for God in our life. Therefore, we must always be seeking Jesus. Zacchaeus, he probably heard stories about this charismatic preacher who throughout the countrysides has performed these great miracles. So it piques his curiosity. He must see this man. Now, I've just finished the biography of Frank Sinatra. And if you read Frank Sinatra's biography, it's very similar to Zacchaeus. Frank Sinatra, at the peak of his career, he had everything. He had fame, fortune, every pleasure in this world. He had influence. He had power. He had it all. And yet, if you read his biography, you see that he had a deep abiding hunger for something else. All those things, fame, fortune, notoriety, influence, power, they just did not fill him. There was always something more that he wanted. What was it? Well, the deep desire for God in his life. Well, that's so true for Zacchaeus. Here's Zacchaeus. He has wealth. He has a very powerful and prominent position as chief tax collector. And yet, Jesus now awakens in him that infinite longing for the divine in his life. What does Zacchaeus do? He immediately seizes it, jumps on it. That's why he climbs a sycamore tree. Now remember, Zacchaeus is a wealthy man. He's probably dressed in very fine garments, probably has headwear, a hat on, probably has a lot of jewelry on. And yet, nonetheless, he climbs this tree. Now, in our day and age, it would be like a man who is dressed in a fine Armani suit and has Rolex wristwatches on both wrists and has fine jewelry all over. And yet now he's climbing this dirty old tree. Well, we would find this as very strange and odd. More to it, Zacchaeus is the chief tax collector, which means we can only assume he's been doing this for many years. So he's probably middle-aged. Now imagine this picture in your mind. Here we have a well-dressed, middle-aged, very short man climbing a tree. Now, we can immediately see that this is a very comical scene. And yet it calls to mind what people will do, the lengths that they'll go in order to come closer to Jesus. I'll give you some examples. Remember the story of the paralytic man whose four friends cut a hole in the roof in order to lower the man down near Jesus? Or how about the woman who was suffering for years from hemorrhages that physicians couldn't cure? Here she is on all fours, you know, crawling to Jesus. Despite the crowds and the embarrassment, she reaches out to just to touch his clothing to be healed. Well, what we have to understand is people will go to any length to get to Jesus. Look at Zacchaeus. To his credit, despite his age and his fine clothes and the disdain of others, he goes to the extreme of climbing this tree in order to get a glimpse of Jesus. Well, for us in the spiritual life, 
We too must go. We must stop at no lengths to come to be in the presence of God. And sometimes it's not easy in the spiritual life. Sometimes we have to fight fatigue or a hard working schedule or overcommitment within the community. But nonetheless, we have to go to extreme measures sometimes in order to get to Jesus. Next in the story, it says, When he reached the place, Jesus looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down quickly, for today I must stay at your house. Notice first he knows Zacchaeus, and he knows him by name. Zacchaeus never met Jesus before in all of his life, and yet Jesus, he looks up and he knows his name, and he calls out to him. How can this be? Well, go back to Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. God says to Jeremiah, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I dedicated you, prophet to all the nations. See, that's how intimately close God knows us. In fact, God knows us better than we know ourselves. And so immediately, Jesus knows Zacchaeus. Notice also what he says to him, Come down quickly. He doesn't just say, you know, please come down, or could you please make your way down? I want to talk to you. No, he says quickly. Well, there's a sense of urgency always in the spiritual life. When Jesus comes into our life, the decision is now. We have to seize the moment to draw closer to him. Give you some examples. Mary, after the angel Gabriel announces that she is to be the mother of God and she conceives Jesus, it says she went in haste to the hill country to go visit her cousin Elizabeth. Jesus, there's that story in which he's inviting disciples, and yet they give him excuse after excuse. Well, let me go bury my father. Let me go home and say goodbye. And what has Jesus said? Anyone who sets their hand to the plow and looks back is not worthy of the kingdom of heaven. See, there is a sense of urgency in the spiritual life. When God breaks into our life, we can't put it off. We can't tell God, well, you know, why don't you come back next week when I'm less busy? We can't dawdle or second guess. We must immediately seize the opportunity to draw closer to God in our faith. That's why Jesus says to Zacchaeus, come down quickly. Great example of this is Billy Graham. Billy Graham, towards the end of preaching a crusade, he would always refer to the hour of decision. Towards the end of the crusade, he would call his audience to make a decision. He would tell them, now is the hour of decision. Now you must commit yourself to Christ. Make the decision right now. He didn't allow them to go home and make the decision after the crusade, or he didn't allow them to make the decision a week after the crusade. No, he pressured them and he said, now you must make the commitment. Either you commit yourself to Christ or you don't. See, he saw that sense of urgency in the spiritual life. Notice also, too, Jesus says, Today I must stay at your home. Well, the home he's referring to is Zacchaeus' soul. Jesus tells Zacchaeus, I'm moving in. What we have to understand is when we invite Jesus into our home, our soul, he's coming to stay. He's not going to be a guest that visits from time to time, stays for a few days and then is gone for months, then come back for a few more days and is gone for many more months. When Jesus comes into our soul, he's going to take up residence there forever, such that he's going to influence our thoughts, our words, and our actions. Paul puts it best in Galatians 2.19. 
It is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. And see, this is at the heart of the Christian life. Next in the story, it says, Zacchaeus came down quickly and received Jesus with joy. Well, a characteristic of the spiritual life is joy. John 17, 13, Jesus says, I have come to share my joy with you so that my joy might be complete. Joy is what satisfies us, not money, materialism, fame, influence, power, pleasure. Frank Sinatra found that out throughout his life. Instead, the ultimate source of joy in our life is when we allow Christ into our house, into our soul, where he can stay with us and take up residence forever. Next, it says, Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Behold, half of my possessions, Lord, I shall give to the poor, and if I exhort at anything from anyone, I shall repay it four times over. Well, what we're hearing here is Zacchaeus is changing. He's becoming a different person, a better person. You see, when Christ comes into our life, we are no longer the same person. When the light of Christ permeates our entire soul, it goes even into the dark corners of our soul. There's no place where we can hide. Therefore, Zacchaeus is immediately seeing all the bad things he's done for many, many years, all the cheating he's done. He admits it, and now he's going to change his life. He's going to be a better person for that. Great example of this. Look at Saul. Saul, the greatest persecutor of our church, when he confronts Jesus Christ, he changes radically. He now becomes the greatest protector of our church, the greatest apostle. See, when Christ comes into our life, it forces us to change. We can't be the same person. We must now be a better person. And see, Zacchaeus is now turning his life around. What must change in our life when Christ comes into our house or our soul, our heart, our mind, our soul, our intellect, our will? Those things will all change and change for the better. One last thing. Towards the end of the story, Jesus says, Today salvation has come to this house, for the Son of Man has come to seek to save what was lost. Well, when the story first began, we thought the story was about Zacchaeus seeking out Jesus. Uh-uh, no way. Instead, the story is about Jesus seeking out Zacchaeus, seeking out us as sinners and finding us and bringing us salvation. Again, when Jesus refers to the house, he means the soul, our soul. See, when we invite Jesus into our life, into our soul, our house, then salvation truly has come because he is taking up residence within us forever. And that, my friends, is a great source of joy always for us. And may the peace and the grace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.